we are going to be chatting about food and drink from around the world with everyone's favourite food correspondent, Andrew Dembina. Welcome, Andy. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Cruz. How are you? Well, you've really picked me up there. I hope that uh, I hope that the uh, news uh, reports don't disappoint. Yeah, as long as yeah. you're not like in the news, I made a grilled cheese sandwich today, Cruz. That's about as much food and drink news as I have. Then I think I think no, you'll be I, all right. It, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try. Here we go with the first one that I hope will surpass that. Um, I mean, we've been um, hearing maybe some of uh, the listeners heard that there was a scare in uh, Shenzhen last week over COVID-19 being detected on imported frozen chicken wings from Brazil. Oh, sure, yes. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there have been several cases where traces of the virus have been found on frozen food elsewhere in the world. But uh, at the end of last week, the World Health Organization made a statement saying that, that there's no need to worry about this because traces on uh, frozen food samples of the uh, product itself and packaging, um, although they raise concerns over potential transmission for, uh, for the uh, disease, it's not impossible. However, um, most of them are traces that are not uh, infectious. This, this has been the findings uh, of the WHO. Um, so packaging that uh, came to light also in, in mainland China has included uh, from uh, again from South America, but from Ecuador, um, frozen shrimp that was last Thursday, and uh, also last week again it's been a busy week for traces of COVID to be found on food, frozen food products in Anhui province. Um, there were uh, two cases also in uh, uh, on seafood packaging. Uh, you may have also ha- uh, heard about uh, the, the suspicion that these might have been uh, the frozen food products might have been responsible for uh, COVID in New Zealand. Oh, I heard that, uh, yep. Yeah, but uh, just today, it, that's been ruled out by the uh, New Zealand Director of General uh, Health, uh, Ashley Bloomfield, uh, who didn't offer a, a deeper explanation other than to say that they have ruled that out as uh, the, the cause behind the current upsurge that's happening in New Zealand. So, um uh, there, there was also an article on this subject. Uh, I, I had a look across uh, media in different parts of the world, and the uh, New York Times uh, said at the end of last week that uh, traces of virus found on frozen food are obviously likely to be from human handling in the place of origin. Uh, they've been told by experts, though, that, that though virus, although viruses can survive longer in low temperatures, these traces are uh, very, very rarely infectious. It's good for people to know that rather than be too, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, too so scared don't, about... Yeah, so don't think they have to disinfect every single packet from the supermarket. Yeah. Um, you don't yeah. have to. It, it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, are you doing any of that, Cruz? Um, not really. Um, to be completely no. honest, I don't tend to, I don't tend to um, wipe... Uh, packets from the supermarket we're yeah. pretty good at um in our home of sh- uh, like bags from the shopping stay on the floor don't put bags on tables and things like that mm. um yeah. but yeah no I, I think if i started down that slippery slope i'd never come back from it Andy. it could be a really paranoid one, yeah yeah it, it could and so i'm gonna i'm gonna heart. i'm gonna trust the world health organization for telling me that traces mm. on the packaging of frozen foods is not a huge yeah. huge risk to my family um but, yeah but just a slight diversion, though. I have to say, though, on the other hand, uh, in in, uh, in my 
household, um, we are using uh, for things from wet markets. Um, we're using vegetable wash, like a, we're soaking things in. Uh, you know, you can get these veggie and fruit washes, which um, you mix with water, and basically like a sort of digest health, health, healthily uh, digestible uh, detergent. Supposedly oh yes, I've for, seen those. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just that that's that's only as figures have gone up here in the last few weeks. To uh, you know, and uh, and and some. Some markets uh, have been found to be contaminated, but it's just, um, again, don't want to put any uh, paranoid thoughts in your head, but uh, just saying that we're, we're doing that around here. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think also those veggie and fruit washes can just be good in general for the fact that a lot of our fruit and vegetable, the majority of our fruits and vegetables in Hong Kong that we get at supermarkets, like apples and oranges, mm. are not from Hong Kong. So um, they always have like, a, they can have a waxy layer on them and Absolutely. things like that. So those there's, yeah. there's other reasons to wash your fruits and veggies before yeah. you eat them. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. I totally agree. Um, so moving from uh, deeply COVID-related uh, uh, news there to something uh, global uh, uh, drinks-related, um, something uh, on a different topic other than COVID. Last Thursday, a UK brewery gave away 5,000 pints of its own cider. So, you know, you, that's put a smile on your face straight away, hasn't it? Wow. Saying, well- yeah. I'm, I'm teetotal, but I'm empathetic, oh. so I think I'm still yeah. happy for you others. Can imagine, yeah, you can imagine it went that they went down well, but um, but yeah, but it, but it uh, it said though that if people didn't take them up on their offer, it was going to pour them all down the drain. So why did wow. Hawks? Yeah, why did Hawks, a London cider brewery, perform such a stunt publicity apart from for the public itself to be talked about around the world? Um, it, it's, it's part of an effort to spotlight uh, crop wastage in the UK. Um, the 5,000 pints that they gave away are equivalent to the processing of around 40,000 apples, they say, um, which is uh, only a snip. One point, is 1.6% of the UK's daily apple wastage. So it was wow. a gesture. Yeah, that's a massive amount, isn't it? Um, I mean, I, I, I guess as fruit is, uh, some fruits, like apples, are not seasonal. They, they'll, they'll be year-round available in supermarkets in the UK. Um, there's that much wastage. 40,000 uh, apples um, they, 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 they gave away. But in the country, it's 2.5 million apples that get wasted every single day in the UK. Gosh. 2.5 mil. So um, the... Uh, it sounds a bit weird, but, uh, uh, you know, a bit like wanton waste if they didn't get uh, their 5,000 pints snapped up. But, uh, of course, they did. They did get <laughs> snapped up. <laughs> they were, they, they're based in uh, Bermondsey in south-east London. They're, 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 um, there's a street now that I must go to uh, when I visit uh, the UK sometime. I've been meaning to for the last couple of years. It's now dubbed the... Uh, the Bermondsey Beer Mile, which for you <laughs> obviously holds no appeal whatsoever. No, no. But, <laughs> uh, Except for but culture. I'm into culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, they're, they're, they're all microbrew, including, including such stills and vats in the actual uh, um, brewery's bar frontage itself. So, so I mean, it, it is interesting that there's an industry of craft production. So this particular one that I mentioned, you know, they're, they're producing actually on a small scale. In fact, on the same day as doing this 5,000 pint giveaway, they also uh, started a an apple donor campaign uh, asking for people to bring in if they have apple trees, because at the towards the end of the summer in the UK uh, until September, 
uh, people who do grow apples, they're, they're lucky enough to have a garden, um, mm. do um, have more apples than they can reach and pick, um, or that fall to the ground and aren't eaten, or they might have more than they can eat themselves. So for every three kilograms donated um, to this brewery, um, the uh, the the brewery will give a uh, one cider and uh, just and and some kind of uh, memento that have helped to uh, to to not waste some apples. So that calculation of all the apples that are wasted, I'm messing, although it didn't say in the article that I read, was also due to uh, not just uh, you know ones that were bought for people's fruit bowls or fruit salads, but also ones that have dropped off people's garden trees that uh, you know that were a bit too uh, full of apples to eat them all. Wow. So, yeah. No, I was going to say there was a very interesting campaign I remember that came out in France a few years ago about food wastage. And apples are oh. an interesting example because, of course, every a lot of the time the fruits and veggies we see in a supermarket look pretty beautiful, right? They all look, all the yeah. apples look the same and everything. And that's mm. not natural. Not every apple no. that comes off the tree looks like that. In fact, many of them, just like people, are a bit different and yeah. um, have a bit of variety. <laughs> and um, and they, you know, and there was a campaign in, in France, which I really recommend you look up because I think it would yeah. be right up your alley, about mm. um, ugly vegetables. And it was a campaign where like you'd have a section in a supermarket with just the misshapen carrots and potatoes and apples oh. and, it, oh, and they'd be yeah and they were offered at a discount they're exactly the same they all taste the same they just don't look as storybook yeah. um so yeah I wonder how long, yeah i wonder how long ago that was Chris, because um you know with the rise of um organic uh non non-pesticide grown um fruit and veg um it, it is more now in some of the uh, in some of the more expensive areas of the supermarket that um, sell these, that, 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 that things don't look as uniform anymore. Mm. But for the mass-produced uh, produce, yes, uh, that's yeah. uh, they're, they're, and also genetic modifications, which uh, um, you know are are mixed in with fruit DNA. To, uh, that have been found to make them look, I think, uh, tomatoes. Oh, uh, true. Yes, uh, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, don't let me derail you. What else have you got for us? Yeah, well, um, criminal elements in the uh, in the fake alcoholic drink-making game have certainly not put their feet up during the pandemic. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, arrests in Spain in mid to late July proved that, uh, that it was still alive and very well. And from Spain, spreading across a lot of Europe. Arrests were made, uh, were made in central Spain and Madrid uh, and found a, a European network that was based in Spain that was making uh, what it called wine, fake wine, um, but often not using crushed grapes at all. They were also making uh, wine and spirits. So they were making produce that wasn't going through the uh, regulation standards. They weren't... Uh, uh, and also they didn't have licenses to sell them. They were using a uh, glucose derivative and corn syrup instead of grapes, using very, very tiny portions of grapes to make wine, and uh, they were using uh, uh, a grain instead of uh, a grape derivative to make brandy. And uh, people, 31 people were arrested. This was a really big story in the world of drinks. And, uh, yeah, and, and after searches of 10-plus, connected addresses to the syndicate. Police found fake documents, nine luxury cars, banknotes, illegal firearms, uh, and, and authorities said that the criminal's operation 
Germany at the time they busted it was estimated to be worth 100 million euros. Oh my is, goodness! Uh, not, not to be sniffed at. And I think with more indoor drinkers going on, maybe uh, you know until. Uh, sort of mid to late July, COVID might have been a boom time for them, like a lot of other drinks manufacturers. Mm. Um, so that's, by the way, that's definitely the most crime-like uh, report that I've ever uh, <laughs> given on a Tuesday segment. I think. Is there a? Ta- <laughs> is there? Was there some sort of ironic um, comment that actually their their wine that they'd they'd cut the grapes with something else, but it still tasted the same and still put uh, the sommelier I'm, I'm, profession yeah. to shame. That, 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 that would have been excellent, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, but uh, but the, uh, yeah, the, maybe that the, uh, the result of crime never distilled to something beautiful or something yeah. like that, I don't know. But, something but like it's, that. Uh, yeah, something like that, Cruz. But, um, but still still uh, in the world of alcoholic things, sorry about this, um, as, as a non but this one is actually more about what contains drinks. And um, the US at the moment faces an aluminium shortage during the lockdown um, and post-lockdown in some states of the US um, as brewers switch to cans. And bre- that's because breweries in the US have been often producing beer in kegs or barrels to go into bars or restaurants. But the uh, with all of those closed, um, it, it had to uh, suddenly get a load of uh, cans and bottles out. But, uh, but cans are, bar- are far more uh, prevalent in the industry than bottles. And so there's now an aluminium shortage, which is facing not only the beer industry, um, but soft drink producers and other um, people... Uh, producers of other types of food that go into uh, aluminium containers. Um, so according to uh, Brewbound, which is, uh, I'm sure that's a regular read of yours, Brewbound. <laughs> Brewbound, uh, yeah, beer, yeah, I get notifications, yeah. <laughs> yeah, beer industry publication from the US. A couple of uh, weeks ago, um, the, uh, the, worldwide, um, the worldwide shortage has been most felt in uh, the States itself. And uh, one commenter from a packaging company David uh, Racino was quoted uh, as saying that uh, he realises that this summer they're not going to be able to meet the demand of the consumer because uh, the, the whole of COVID leading into it has already uh, put them out of uh, the material that they need to produce those. By the way, the, the, uh, the name of his company is American Canning. Nice direct name, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think no you'd have some misconceptions news. there, but uh, at the same time, they'd think that they're like, uh, you know, fire for hire kind of company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> give everyone be, actually, the can, yeah. right? Do you know what I mean? Could be. There's, some, could, puns there. people... There's some puns yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There, there are. Especially those who looked them up in the yellow pages looking for a company that can give them firing advice. Exactly. Hearing American about the canning. aluminium sources. Yeah. I wonder if that's also an opportunity to like, and I know it sounds boring because unfortunately this important thing we should all be doing sounds boring, but is it a time for a bit more of a PR message around recycling again? You know what I mean? It, it, um, it's... It's like I think yeah. I think I, I think I've seen this. We've got people taking out food more. We've got more plastic. Yeah. We've got more packaging. We've got more plastic bags. More disposable cutlery. You know, I mean, it's out of necessity and it's out of Absolutely. a need for hygiene. A hundred percent. You'd hope that people can, um, you know, if you're going to your restaurant and you're nearby in your in your neighbourhood and you're getting takeout for dinner, that you could take. If your cupboard is anything like mine, I guarantee it is full of Tupperware. You know yeah. that you could take your own. But maybe. This this is, yeah. you know, I mean, 
aluminium is a very, and I'm going to say aluminium, I'm not going to say aluminum, um, <laughs> aluminium, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a valuable material and it's mm. recyclable, um, yeah. you know, so it really, you know, we should be having a, 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 you know, there should be a cycle processing, but I suppose in terms of recycling, the world's looking at what's happening and people can't um, handle too many problems at once no, or something, that's, right? That's, that's one of the problems, I yeah. think, the actual human handling of these things and passing the, uh, the virus on. I did see an article that uh, the main Tetra Pak recycler in uh, in Hong Kong, you know, the Tetra Packs that you get... Uh, yeah, that you get UHT milk in and stuff, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and th- this is a company uh, that um, uh, is in the New Territories and they accept, although there are no out- sort of uh, bins for, for people to recycle this, there are uh, vol- voluntary groups or places that, uh, that gather... Tetris packs. There's one uh, near where I live, and they um, you have to give them very as clean as you can, and they will. This company will separate them into plastic, foil, and paper, which is a marvellous job. But in other areas of recycling, it just doesn't seem to be going on. Oh, what and, a shame! Uh, the message the, the message should get out there a lot more. It's true. Yeah, it is a shame. Yeah. But I mean, I think I think it's one of those things. You know, we can't just say, oh. What's the point? Look at the world and throw our hands up. We've all just got to keep yeah. doing our part, hey. Um, Anders, thank you so much. Thank you so much for a little bit more food and drinks news. Um, and you'll be back with us again next Tuesday? Indeed. Perfect. Until then, Andrew Dembina, thank you. A quick look at the weather before we head to the news. It's 27 degrees Celsius, 88% humidity.